Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Jennifer Takagi, speaker, intuitive leadership coach, and best-selling author. From federal employee to woo, Jennifer has changed directions and found her passion and purpose. She started on a personal journey to healing and higher connections and turned it into her business. She helps spiritual and spiritually curious entrepreneurs and speakers find clarity, create confidence, and live in alignment with their purpose. She is a five-time best-selling Amazon author and hosts the podcast Destiny for Success found on all podcasting platforms. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Jennifer. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I am so pleased that that we get to spend more time together. My first question is, what happened in your life that took you from federal employee to finding your passion and purpose? Well, as a federal employee, I always was called on to do training and I loved it. What I didn't know is all those years of volunteering and being voluntold to do training was going to end up with one day being told I could retire or relocate. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it was shocking. It came out of the clear blue. I had no idea this was happening. I wasn't ready to retire, but I surely did not want to relocate. So I decided to retire and start a leadership development coaching and training business, which I did. And I was in a mastermind and a spiritual healer came in and I didn't even know what that was. And <laughs> She just like, she talked to each of us. There were probably eight of us in the room and she just talked to each of us. And it was like, she knew things and it was kind of weird. I hadn't really experienced anything like that. Mm -hmm. She offered a free call. I get on the call with her and she knew even more about me, my life. Well, she was like a psychic intuitive and I had never heard of such a thing. So of course I hired her immediately. It was like, yeah, I want to know more. So that just started me on this path and it was all personal. Like I didn't really, I tried to tell some of my friends what I was doing and they said I was crazy. So this was just personal. It was just for me. And I ended up signing up for multiple courses, stepping into Akashic Records, learning more about connectivity spiritually. I'm a Christian. I believe in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That's never changed, but there is more. Mm -hmm. I was in a networking group and I put out a post and said, I have been certified as a soul care coach 
and I can read Akashic Records. If you want a reading, hop on my calendar. I put out five dates and times. They were taken in less than an hour. Wow. Everything I did in leadership development fell flat. Nobody showed up. Nobody would come. Nobody was interested in what I had to say. And I had my first call with a woman from that group. And at the end of the reading, she said, that was amazing. Can I give you a testimonial? Well, if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, a testimonial is gold. It's like manna from heaven. And I was like, yes. All the calls went like that. Everyone volunteered. I didn't even ask. They volunteered to give me a testimonial. And it took me about six or eight weeks. And finally, I thought, you know what? I'm going woo all the way. I'll still do leadership stuff when people seek me out. But I love helping people. I love this space. Um, And I feel like for the first time, I'm really using my gifts and talents. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and what uh, great confirmation you received as soon as you changed what you were doing. I know, right? It was it was shocking, truly. I mean, you want to give me a testimonial? <laughs> yes. Before it was like, please give me a testimonial. Yes. Was, Jennifer's session was great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's a big help. <laughs> Better than nothing, but still. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So um, explain how you help women uh, discover their power. Well, as I continued my my journey down this path, after I learned to read Akashic Records, I, I kept saying yes. Like I lived my whole life saying no, I was being responsible. And I started saying yes. And a woman said, I'm doing a two-day training on Holy Fire Reiki level one and two. Do you want it? And I was like, yes. (laughs) So then (laughs) my sessions with my clients became Akashic Records. And for your listeners who don't know, Akashic Records are the messages of your soul. It's equivalent in the Bible to the book of life. Mm-hmm. everything from when our soul left source, which is God for me, um, messages are on there. And we have a, t- a spirit team of Lords, masters, teachers, past loved ones who are here to support us, the angels, the archangels. And so I am able to connect with your guides and give you insight. And it's never scary. It's always good. It's always positive because they're there for your highest good. So when I work with a client, we open the Akashic records and it's a lot of confirmation of what you already know, Mm -hmm. but we don't like listening to our intuition. We're not tuned into it. So it's just bringing what you already knew to the forefront with one client. She said, I've never told anybody ever that I wanted to do that. How do you know that? And I said, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I don't know that. Your guides just told me that. She made a pivot in her business. Her income soared because she actually was doing what she was called to do. So that's one powerful way. 
Uh, and then at the end of the session, we do a little Holy Fire Reiki because we've moved a lot of energy and we need to do a little meditation and a little, you know, settle down there. The other thing is I, I, I'm sure somebody recommended it, but I came across the book, The Emotion Code by Dr. Mm-hmm. Bradley Nelson. Yes. And he's a retired chiropractor and he discovered, uncovered, revealed, figured out, I don't know the exact verb for that, that we actually trap emotions from past events and it impacts us physically and emotionally. So he has this super simple, amazing method to identify what emotion is trapped. And if need be, we can get very close at what age we were when we trapped that emotion. And then we can set the intention to release it. So I had a client who was doing a launch of a new program. And she said, is there any trapped emotion keeping this from being the biggest success it can be? And it came out and she was moving from a very strategically based product to a more heart centered based product. And the three trapped emotions were love unreceived, meaning Mm -hmm. she put love out there and it wasn't reciprocated and received in its intent. Effort unreceived. She put herself out there and worked really hard. And then it wasn't, you know, it didn't land as expected. And the third was abandonment. Mm. You're doing your project. You think you're going to have all this support and you find yourself standing there alone. Those are huge items. And all three of those are trapped in your heart or small intestine. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to go to a heart-centered business and she has her own trapped emotions from things she didn't even realize were there, right? So we released the trapped emotions and her launch was, you know, a resounding success because she was more open to her clients. So the fun thing about it is, You don't have to relive the trauma. A lot of people don't want to go to counseling Mm -hmm. because you have to tell them what happened. You have to relive it. Some counselors think if you relive it enough, you'll become a little bit immune to it, right? And you can uh, share that horror. And in actuality, if you can separate the emotion from the event, you can share the event without being brought back down or taken into that moment. Mm-hmm. And if a lot of, if people knew that, um, they would want to heal that part of them that they're still carrying around with them. Because what we're not taught is how to let go of things or how to process uh, these types of things that happen in our life. Absolutely. And we don't even know it was a thing. I had one client and we were, we were pinning down what age the emotions were trapped for her that day. And there were like three major emotions and they were all trapped at six years old. Mm. And I said, did anything happen at six? And she goes, no, I had a great childhood. Nothing happened at six for nothing. And I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. We're just going to release those emotions and move on. And we did. And two days later, we had another session and she said, I know what happened. I said, awesome. Do you want to share? And she said, yeah. 
my father got transferred to Hawaii and we were on a ship for five days and I was seasick the whole time. Oh, so you can imagine a six-year-old, you're going to feel a lot of feels, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're sick the whole time. And those emotions, once they're trapped, the subconscious says, oh yeah, I know what it feels to be abandoned. Yeah. Let's find more situations where I can feel that again, because it knows how to feel it. Consciously, we're saying, oh, I want to okay. feel that again. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, gee whiz, are you saying that once we have a feeling of abandonment, of abandonment or in lack of love uh, from a spouse, from a parent, whatever it is, that do we search that out so that we can replay that those feelings because those feelings are now part of are in our body is that what you're saying i am saying that wow and, and okay i want to i want to add a little caveat there uh-huh it's not that it shows up every single day and every single minute no no. But when you look back at like let's say past relationships and abandonment mhm mm when you've cleared the abandonment and you look back and you realize it happened at seven or eight years old, you know, a kid abandoned you on the playground, right? right? It may not have been that big a deal, but if you weren't able to process the emotion fully, that's when it gets trapped. Mm -hmm. you, the bell rang and you had to run in from recess. The teacher told you to stop. Like you, you didn't get to fully feel the emotion and process it. That's when it gets trapped. It can be something huge. It can be something minor. You didn't process the emotion. So you felt that abandonment at six or eight years old on the playground. And then that emotion is comfortable. Mm -hmm. Your subconscious knows how to feel it. So yes, in essence, you look back over your relationships and you see, wow, four or five times you were literally physically abandoned and three or four times emotionally, you just felt unsupported. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of weave these pictures. If you choose to, you don't have to, because no, you don't have to been released. Mm -hmm. And most clients at the end of a session say they feel more peaceful, more hopeful oh, yes. and more optimistic. Oh yes. And I think it's human nature uh, to stack uh, things one on top of the other. Well, it happened there and it happened here. Like, why does this stuff keep happening to me? And it's the story. It's our story that we take out to our friends and people who will listen to us, which also, by goodness, it just reaffirms it again. Um, and so the work that you're doing is miracle work for people who want to change their trajectory in life, really. Yeah, because you don't have to stay there. No, you don't have to stay there and you don't have to relive it. And it's very interesting because with this one client, I mean, she's a long-term client, the, the one for with the seasickness. And she said ah, that came up again, but it was at a different age, right? She felt it hugely at a different age or didn't process it completely at a different age. So right. as we go deeper, more things come up. And sometimes in a session, only one thing will come up because the subconscious wants you to be safe. 
And yeah. it'll only let you release one thing because that's all you're really ready to let go of. Mm-hmm. And that's comforting too, uh, Jennifer, is um, because some people are afraid to um, explore these issues or they know there's issues, but they can't really maybe articulate it because of it might have happened too early in life. But uh, what a gift uh, you can give people um, who are going to be reaching out to you that we're going to talk about later so that they can, um, well, you can help them, you know, deal with it, manage it, and then move on from there. It's amazing. It is such satisfying work. I I could not be happier from going from federal employee to totally woo. (laughs) Well, and you know, you've been called to do this. It really feels that you've been called to do this type of work. I love it. What else would you like to talk about with this type of work that you're doing? Well, the other thing is because I'm a lifelong learner and if somebody says you want to learn this, I say yes. And at the end of getting my certification for the emotion code, The next phase was the body code Mm -hmm. and Dr. Bradley Nelson has come up with a very all-inclusive systematic way of identifying what is imbalanced in your body that is keeping your body from healing itself. Now I'm going to say I am totally and completely into modern medicine I have prescriptions that I love. Don't take them away. I'm not anti-big pharma. Please fill my prescriptions. Like I'm I'm a both and kind of girl. If I can create balance in my body, then the medication is going to work more successfully, right? It's going to do what it's supposed to do. So my same client uh, who the ship situation, we all, we started working together on the emotion code because she had had a hip replacement and then could not lift her leg Mm. after the surgery at all. And she couldn't move her foot. Like none of it worked. Mm. If she was standing, she could drag it along, but she could not take a step with that leg. She went to physical therapy. She went to all the doctors. So we decided, I was like, I'm working on this emotion code thing. You know, do you want to play with me? (laughs) She was like, yes, let's. So we've been working on the emotions for weeks and months because like, is there, is there a trapped emotion keeping her from wanting to be well? Because sometimes when we're sick, it's because we want to be sick, right? We, it serves us in some way. And then I learned the body code and I said, can we try the body code on your hip? She said, yes. And I have to say, she's a biochemist by education and her whole career. So she's a totally science-minded woman. Mm -hmm. And the body code led us directly to the piriformis muscle. I froze for a second. Uh, Took us to the piriformis muscle of her hip. Mm -hmm. And we set the intention with her subconscious to align and balance the piriformis muscle. So being the scientist researcher that she is, she went online and started researching what exercises could strengthen, benefit the piriformis muscle of the hip. 
But before she ever did an exercise, the next morning she woke up and she could lift her foot an inch off the ground. Wonderful. It's been two years to the day since she could lift that foot. Wow. After three more sessions, she now can use that leg to step into her house, up the step into her house, which she hadn't been able to do in two years. So, I mean, she's like my biggest advocate because it was life changing for her. Life changing. Absolutely. That's incredible. So emotion code, body code, what's next? Well, I think when I work with clients, we call in the Akashic Records, the Holy Fire Reiki, body code, emotion code. Mm -hmm. And it's really a powerful session. And so some people aren't really ready to step into the whole enchilada. It's like, oh, this is so much. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so, it is. It is a lot because you'd have to, if if that was me and we had a session, Jennifer, which we're probably going to have a session is I would have to go and lay down and I'd have to nap. I'd have to think <laughs> I'd have to just like have the whole house to myself so that I could process, write. I'm creative. I'm a writer. I'd have to write about that. And uh, so, yeah, because it is a lot at one time. So going back to the Akashic Records, I mean, uh, people are talking about the Akashic Records and, and what type of information do you need from a person in order for you to access that? Some people want birth dates and is, do you need any of that information? What I truly just need, the number one is permission. Right. It is extremely unethical and unprofessional to access someone's Akashic records without their permission. Right. And so the first thing is permission. The other thing that they ask for um, or suggest is your full legal name that's on your passport, your driver's license, uh, just to make sure we're like in the right place. That has never really been an issue for me, Uh but I'm a rule follower kind of girl. So. Yeah. So that's kind of the big deal. And I'm going to give a lot of credit to Linda Howe, H-O-W-E. She wrote a book on how to read Akashic Records. And that's, I was working with a woman, Deanne Riendu from Canada, actually. And the first thing going into her course on how to read Akashic Records was to read Linda's book. And then in the course, we went much deeper and, yeah. and then practiced on each other. But you can go online, you can find her prayer to open the Akashic Records. And some people think it's scary and like, I'm going to see their deepest, darkest secrets. And that's not how this works. No. Uh, just FYI, it's not. Your Akashic Records are described as a library. Yes. So we each have our own library. And my record keepers explained to me, not only is it a library, it's almost like a library in a snow globe. And as I expand or you expand, the library expands. It's not finite, it's infinite, and it Mm -hmm. expands as we expand. So if I were to open your Akashic Records, Rhonda, literally, they would pull a book off the shelf and open it. Mm -hmm. And whatever was on that page per se 
is the message that would be shared. I'm clairaudient, which means I hear messages. Yes. So mine is very direct and I'm a very direct person. So my messages come through (laughs) just like me. Yes. And so it's very clear and concise. Um, One lady, I was reading her records recently and I said, you know, your struggle that you're having is you're trying to show up like a professor working with graduate students, but your clients are actually freshmen. And it's not that you need to dumb it down. It's just that you're giving them too much. (laughs) And she was like, but I want to give them everything. And I was like, but they can't take it. And but that was the message, right? And yes, intuitively she knew that, but it took coming from another angle, right? To get mm-hmm. that. And she was like, okay. And I said, you think you're cheating your clients by not giving them the graduate level introductory course when what they need is the freshman 101, what are the terms and what do they mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Not the, not the whole thing. So yeah, it's, those are the kind of things that show up. One client, it was like she had ancestral ties because of her heritage and religion that she needed to stay home, take care of her husband, her children, and the house. And her business was a hobby mm-hmm. and it couldn't be anything more. Mm-hmm. So we literally cut those, those messages because they no longer served her in this day and age. And she was able to step into her business in its fullness, but she was not consciously aware that these hundreds of years of religious and and heritage upbringing, that the woman is to stay home, take care of her husband, the kids, blah, blah, blah. If you make a little side, that's good. And so those are the kind of things that show up. It's all helpful. It's all lovely. Well, and it's very intriguing. And anybody who has a curiosity, and it's previous lives as well, right? And you touched on that right there. Yeah, a little bit. There are other practitioners who really, really connect with the past lives. I see past lives in generalities at this Mm -hmm. point in my practice. Who knows what's going to come for me in the future? Mine's a little more general, like your whole heritage is this versus you lived this life. Like Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really see it that way. Um, So, yeah, so it's kind of typically how it goes. We open the Akashic Records because any work you do in that realm is elevated. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I I have many uh, gifts or special abilities, whatever people may want to call them. And during our conversation up until now, I have written things down and I've had this happen with another guest of mine and I've written something down that I want to ask. And, and you have filled it in even been before I've been able to ask it. And there's been two things that that's happened during our time. And I'm just really intrigued by that because the connection that we're having, and this is a zoom call. Um, people think energy is just what's in the room. Energy is wherever we want to place it and put it. But you're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Cymatrex. And I am speaking with Jennifer, I'm going to pronounce your name, uh, Takagogi? Takagi. Takagi. 
almost. Uh, Jennifer, let uh, our audience know how they may reach out to you because I imagine that they're going to be so intrigued that they're going to going to want to reach out and see if they can book an appointment with you. <laughs> right. So the first thing is my website is takagiconsulting.com and that's T-A-K-A-G-I consulting.com, takagiconsulting.com. And on there, um, actually like the pop-up on there is for meditations and the meditation you can get is to reduce anxiety because the majority of my clients come to me and they feel a lot of anxiety Yes, and being a Christian, my meditations are based on scripture. And so the meditation for anxiety is based on Philippians on, you know, do not be anxious about anything. And I've had a lot of really great feedback that people really can settle into that because it's a little bit generic, right? It's not, mm-hmm. I'm not about Bible thumper kind of person either, but it's, yeah. I, I go for the comforting and the lovely. So that's one thing that's going to pop up on there. The other thing that is not going to pop up on there that I'm going to give you the link to is I have created a three point blueprint. So you can start making changes in your life to create the life you want. And that's at takagiconsulting.com slash blueprint. And if you go all the way through the blueprint at the on the last page, there is a link where you can book a one-on-one session with me with a 20% discount coupon code. Wonderful. That's exciting. So maybe we'll try and touch that right before uh, uh, the end of the show. And just in case people didn't have a, a pen to write that down. Awesome. Do you feel that you've been called or crafted your journey or a bit of both? I'm going to say mostly called. Yes. Because I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to be an energy healer. As a matter of fact, I pushed back on that a lot. Yes. And I kept saying yes, and the opportunities kept presenting themselves. But I never sought out the opportunities. And so I think because they kept showing up for me, that that really means this is the path and where I should be and what I should be doing. And the success that I've had in a very short amount of time, once I made the decision to make the shift, I have clients book, I have money coming in. Mm-hmm. I've had more one-on-one clients. I've recently started a monthly membership group and we meet once a week, every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central time for an hour. And how many of our clients come on, we do emotion code work with them on whatever their issue is. And it's only $49 a month. And that works out to $12.50 a session. So that's pretty cheap therapy, right? So I've I've just gotten that. It's unleash your potential. And with that, clients are really seeing shifts in their life. I find it most helpful personally. And I encourage 
pick one thing and let's stick with that one thing until there's really a shift. Okay. But clients will come on and they're all over the board. They want something new every time. And you know what? That's fine too. It's your journey. Mm -hmm. I can just make recommendations. And so it's been so awesome to see clients say, wow, you know, I, I feel more peaceful or they'll come on the next week and say, you know, I didn't feel anything at the time, but about three days later, it was like, wow, like that was impactful. (laughs) Excellent. You said something really important there is, and a lot of people, um, they may have said no to an opportunity that they regretted later. But one of the things you said is you said yes to opportunities. And there's a lot of people that will take an opportunity and they'll take it out and they'll ask people that may not have their best interest in heart at heart or may not, if it was them, would not take advantage of it. And so saying yes to opportunities, and I find this myself, and I've talked to a lot of people, is those opportunities almost come from present day messengers to let you know, or to kind of help and guide you on your mission. So I really like that you brought that up, Jennifer. Yeah, I lived my life in no. (laughs) You lived your life in no? Do tell. I I did. My mother was very much, um, I adored my mom, but she was very much, you have to follow the rules and you have Mm -hmm. to be responsible and like the, the mantra that came about when I was about 12 or 13, she took some class at the community college and it was winners are on time. Losers are late. Winners have a full tank of gas. Losers are sitting on the side of the road. Winners have new tires. Losers have blowouts. So um, I, I understand some people take that too far and they like mentally <laughs> felt horrible about that. Yeah. But that was kind of what it was. Like you had mm-hmm. to, you had to be responsible at all costs. And I was retiring. I knew I was retiring. There was a major reorganization and there was a small group of us women in all different offices in our region. And we came together two or three times a year for business and we were all leaving all of us, a whole bunch of us at one time, and then another one a a year or two later. And one of the ladies was having a retirement party in Kansas City, which is a five-hour drive for me. It's not like the end of the world, right? It's Mm -hmm. a five-hour drive. Yeah. And one of the gals in St. Louis, I'm in Oklahoma City, by the way, for those of you who don't know. And another gal in St. Louis called me and said, are you going? And I said, no. Like I'm retiring. No, I'm not going to have any money. I can't do that. And she said, we're never all going to be together again. This is it. And I went, yes. And I made a conscious decision in that moment. That was July of 2014, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I made a conscious decision then. If I can possibly say yes, I'm going to say yes. Yes. And so these opportunities presented, they weren't breaking the bank on financial investments, which I have made some that were breaking the bank. These were not break the bank investments. Mm -hmm. And again, I started it as a personal growth thing. I never dreamed I would do this work with clients. It was all just for me. 
Mm-hmm. Wonderful. What extraordinary discovery have you found in your life, Jennifer? Well, I think it's going to be that we are all destined for success and even more success than we think that we deserve or is attainable. And when I use the word success, it's however each individual defines it. Yes. Because success to me is one thing. Success to somebody else is something else. And it's however you define it. But there's more. There is always more. And it's embracing the idea that there is more. I can make a bigger impact. I can help more people. I can share my gifts and talents. I'm doing a series of trainings for the great state of Oklahoma. And it's five one and a half hour sessions once a week for five weeks. And it's new supervisory boot camp. And these people typically are in the first three to five years of being a supervisor or they want to be. I love sharing my experiences so they can bypass the mistakes I made. I have so much fun doing it. Yesterday, we had 96 people on live for this training. It was so much Wonderful. fun. I want to, I want to share whatever experience I have that can pave the way to have it be easier for you. I don't think everybody has to do everything the hard way. And so I'm destined for more. I just don't know what it is yet. Right. There's but just that's, yes, that's the exciting part about it. And when you start saying yes to these opportunities and just more and more and more show up. And I mean, no, you don't want to break the bank, uh, but you really need to um, take advantage of them because what I'm doing today, I couldn't have dreamed this up if you gave me 10 years to dream it up. (laughs) And, and I'm thinking, and I said yes to this opportunity. And so I don't know what's in store for me either. But you know what? That's the exciting part about it. I used to want to know. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to de- keep on developing my gifts and and share them with the world. And by golly, I do that and, and, and more happens. And I received a note from one of my mentors and she said, you need to sign up for this. And I said, yes. And what was it? It was Blue Talks UCLA. And I went and I met you. I went with a friend and she was like, what is this? Why are we going? What are we doing? And I said, it doesn't matter. I didn't ask. I just said, yes. And I have a 20 minute talk. That's what I know. And you were dynamite. I just (laughs) loved it. And uh, you're being dynamite on the show, too. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? I mean, th- there's something I'd like you to talk about. Um, Please, it's, uh, what? Uh, it was something that you opened your talk with uh, in UC- at U- UCLA. The day that you woke up and had a really bad cold. Yeah, I'm happy to share that story. Thank so, you. I woke up one morning and I had bronchitis and I was a smoker and When you smoke, those of you who don't smoke and have never smoked, you don't get this. But when you smoke, doesn't matter how sick you are, you're going to smoke a cigarette. 
So I'm sitting there smoking a cigarette and I'm so sick. I am literally hacking up a lung with this bronchitis. And this gentle voice said, stay home, take care of yourself. Well, I was 31, 32, I don't know. You don't stay home and take care of yourself. You have to go to work. You have to make your mark in the world. You're going to work. So really stay home, take care of yourself. And this other very harsh voice said, you need to go to work. You have things to do. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of this, I had this recollection. My godmother had said, you know, Jennifer, sometimes God talks to you and it doesn't make sense. But it's not scary. It's calm. It's soothing. So that kind of came into my head. I've got this very calm, soothing voice. Stay home, take care of yourself. But it doesn't make sense. Then I've got this really harsh voice, which could be the ego. It could be the devil. It could be, you know, anything negative you want to name it. The roommate in your head. (laughs) Yeah, the roommate in your head telling you. And and I mean, it went so far as listing what I had on my to-do list that day. And finally, I decided to split the difference. And I was going to go in at noon. So I called my boss's secretary, Teresa, and I was like, (laughs) she goes, oh my gosh, you sound terrible. You're not coming to work, are you? And I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to come in at noon, but if, if I don't make it at noon, she goes, yeah, never mind. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And I hung up the phone and less than two hours later, the whole house shook. And that was April 19th, 1995, the day of the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm. I worked for the federal government, the Department of Housing and Urban Development. I worked um, in the Murrah Federal Building on the seventh floor. And the building sheared off about three feet south of my desk. And I got back a crumpled nameplate and a few crumpled family photos. And that was all that was left. 35 of my friends and colleagues were killed, Mm. plus countless people within the building. Had I not listened to that soft, gentle voice that was not making sense, Mm -hmm. I would have gone to work that day. I would have been at my desk and I would have been killed. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and 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 these this these whispers that come to us in the form of intuition uh you know when i don't pay attention to it uh and i used to not sometimes i did sometimes i didn't and uh boy it certainly showed you why you should have and that's a really big um thing that happened to you jennifer and you know i think it also set you on the direction of what you're doing right now, because you're like a present day mystic. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thank you so much uh, for being on the show. You're welcome. Let uh, the audience know how they may reach out to you. Yes, go to my website, takagiconsulting.com. And I believe on there, you can book a discovery call if you want to find out more. Again, TakagiConsulting.com slash blueprint is my three-point blueprint to help you start crafting the life of your dreams. And there is a link to book an actual session with a 20% coupon code. 
There you have it, Jennifer Takagi. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.